Sales objections, every beginner's worst nightmare. But what have I told you that objections are the best part of a meeting? And here's why. So guys, look, objections, when handled properly, give us the opportunity to get rid of any final concerns that our prospects have when we are trying to sell our product or our service. I've said this before and I'll say it again. An objection is not a rejection, it's just a request for more information. And what I wanna go through in this video today is how to overcome some of the most common objections in sales, and more importantly, how you can prevent them when you are trying to sell your product or service as well. Now, there are five categories that an objection could fall into regardless of your industry and we're going to be breaking them down today number one is price number two is competition number three is buying ability number four is compatibility and number five is just an outright dismissal now as i said i'm going to be breaking down each of those individual categories and some of the most common objections within them today Uh, but by the end of this video i want you to come out not fearing objections but really understanding the reasons why people have objections in the first place because when we're selling a product or a service we want our customers or our potential customers to be fully bought in we don't want them to feel cornered or pressured into saying yes so when they give us an objection they're asking us for more information they need us to go back and retrace or maybe we can even prevent that objection completely in the first place and that's what I really want you to take from this video today is how to actually prevent these objections but also to embrace them because this is the time where you're going to learn and you're going to develop your skills as a salesperson so let's start off with number one it's pricing okay so somebody has a pricing objection maybe they've said to you it's too expensive, okay? This is something that comes up sometimes if you're selling a high-ticket product or a service. And the key thing to take away from somebody saying it's too expensive, the motivator behind that is the fact that actually they just don't see the value in what it is that you're trying to sell them. Because the majority of the time, they can afford the product or the service. They just don't see the value or they're gonna get return on what it is that you're actually offering them. So the key thing to do here is to make sure that throughout your sales pitch, you're conveying as much value as you possibly can so this product or service is an absolute no-brainer to them but there is going to be a rare instance when they actually genuinely cannot afford it if you're selling business to business or you're selling business to customers some of these people just won't be able to afford your product or service so you could just fire back with something like is this a value problem or a money problem so essentially what you're asking them is look do you just not see the value in what i'm trying to offer you or can you genuinely not afford this product Now, at this point, they could just tell you that they don't have the budget for your product or service or they just simply cannot afford it. Now, this really is a prospecting issue. You haven't really done your research correctly that they're the correct kind of person to buy your product or service in the first place. But that being said, there are always going to be some people that slip through the net. Now, in this instance, you can either go one or two ways. You can stick to your guns because you know the value of your product, okay? And you stick, and I normally recommend you sticking to your guns. Do not devalue yourself and drop your price in the heat of the moment. But you could then negotiate on price you could offer a counter offer or a down sell as well to try and push that prospect over the line so that's a couple of examples for pricing and the key thing to take away from here is you really can prevent these objections pricing objections in the first place just by making sure you do your prospecting correctly you're reaching out to the right people but again there will sometimes be people that slip through that net and also conveying enough value throughout your pitch whether that's on the phone or in person so moving on to number two we have competition now when you've pitched your service 
service or you're trying to pitch a service, somebody could say to you, hey, look, we're already working with one of your competitors. We've already got somebody who's doing this for us. And at that point, you could simply ask them, okay, that's great. Well, how's that going for you? And just ask them and probe and always push back on that because the worst thing you could do in this position, and I see this happen certainly in the marketing industry, is people will just be like, okay, no problem. Like, I'll, I'll contact you and let me know if you need anything in the future. But you really want to dig deeper here because just because they're already using someone, that could just be a quick fire objection for them. You want to really find out whether things are actually working for them. And you also want to ask them about what kind of results they're getting with that company already because they, you might find that your results majorly differ and you might, might be able to exponentially improve the results they're already getting from that competitor of yours. Now, another competition-based objection, I hate this one, it's uh, I can get your product or your service cheaper elsewhere. I've had a cheaper quote. And all you simply need to fire back is just ask a question. Just say, let me ask you a question. Do you buy everything in your life based on the price or based on the value that it can bring to you? Because generally speaking, the lower the price, the lower the value. Would you go to the cheapest airline, which is going to leave you uncomfortable, or are you going to go to something middle of the road or something a little bit higher up so you can have a comfortable flight? I've even said in the past, would you buy cheap toilet roll and risk the finger coming through? No, I don't think you would. I've said that to someone, but you need to make sure that you're gauging the conversation and reading what you can get away with speaking to that person. But you really need to make them understand, okay? Look, price is not a representation of value. You can't pay Skoda prices for a Ferrari. It just doesn't happen. Now, it's really hard for you to prevent competition-based objections. And the only thing you really can do is push back as always, but also make sure you check in with that person in the future. Let them know that, okay, great, look, if you've got a good service at the moment with a competitor, if you need anything in the future, don't hesitate to give me a call. Don't hesitate to come back to me. Do you mind if I give you a call in a couple of months' time to check in with how things are going, okay? Just make sure you plant that seed and you definitely do not burn any bridges because if something goes wrong with that competitor, you're going to be the first person they come back to. So moving on, number three is buying ability. So it happens every now and then. You might be speaking to somebody who doesn't actually have the decision-making power. This is really frustrating when this happens. So they say to you, you get to the end of the pitch, and they're like, I don't actually have the decision-making power. I can't actually move forward on purchasing this product. I need to ask my boss. I need to ask such and such. And in this instance, the number one thing you want to avoid is second-hand sales. Second-hand sales doesn't work. That you don't want that person to go to their boss and sell the product for you. They're not going to be able to do it as passionately, as fluently, or as effectively as you are going to be able to. So you have two options. Number one is you ask who the decision maker actually is. You ask for the contact details and you go ahead and you actually pitch the product or you can still include the person. This is what I recommend you doing. You say, look, why don't we jump on a call, a three-way call, you, I and Roger, whoever the decision maker is, and uh, I'll go through this whole process again and we can get this all nailed down. How does that sound? So essentially you're keeping that person still in the loop. They don't feel like you're casting them aside. They're still interested in it and they might even help you sell whilst you're on the phone based on things they're excited about beforehand. Now you can avoid this by making sure that you're doing your prospecting properly, but sometimes somebody will just blag. People like to feel more important than they are. And so when you're speaking to companies, sometimes somebody will just blag that they're a decision maker when in reality, they're actually not. Now another objection you could get is, I don't have time. We don't have the time right now. And this is actually a really common one. This is an easy one for people just to brush off and just say to you, but it's also a really easy one to call out. And all you need to simply ask is, okay, that's fine. Do you have time next week? Or when do you have time to go through this? If they still push back and they're like, well, we just don't have time in general. We're really, really busy at the moment. You say, okay, fine. Let me just ask you a, a final question. Is increasing your revenue not a priority to you right now? Is your product benefit 
not a priority to you right now and you ask them that okay so you got to think about okay what is your product or your service what's the benefit of that if it's marketing is increasing their revenue so is increasing your revenue or expanding your business not a priority to you right now okay and it's like they're like okay shit no it is a priority and you're like so when will you have the time to look into increasing your revenue or to continue increasing or growing the business so you want to push back and just check with them that your product or whatever your product fulfills isn't a priority to them. And you want to really try and rejig that. I mean, sometimes your product or your service just won't be a priority, whatever it may be, even expanding revenue. Some business owners are just complacent in where they're at. And if they still say to you at this point, oh, like, to be honest, I'm pretty happy where I am. We're pretty busy. I'm getting old. I'm not interested in expanding. Then you have to respect that. And you simply have to say, look, that's absolutely fine. Let me know if that changes in the future. You know where I am. You've got my contact details. So you do have to respect their decision, but you want to ignite that fire back in their belly and almost make them question themselves and snap back to reality and and be like of course I want to increase my revenue what am I talking about pull yourself together yes of course I can speak to you next week okay so always push back but at the same time you have to respect their final decision now finally we have number five and this is outright dismissal this is probably the most frustrating of them all and uh, we can start off number one when somebody just hangs up on you and people do this right sometimes you can be mid-pitch speaking to someone and they just look this up it's like hang up nothing dead so they haven't even like said oh no no i'm not interested it's like some people it's a coward bang hang up and i've done this myself many many times to people like spam callers and things like that so guilty as charged and i'm sure you guys have as well now you could do two things in this instance number one is you could accept that they're probably not interested right now or they think they're not interested it depends how far gone you are on your sales pitch if they haven't even listened to your full sales pitch then you need to make sure you follow them up on another day except maybe they just had a bad day or they're busy or they're just a bit tetchy right now and just follow them up in a couple of days time using a different outreach strategy now option number two and this is what i do is just call them straight back up pretend like they didn't just hang up on you You know they hang up on you but just pretend they didn't okay you're blase to it they just got disconnected or something like that if they answer then great if they don't then follow option one if they do answer though just be like well oh, i don't know what happened then we must have we must have got disconnected and just carry on your pitch but i would recommend you trying to think about just before you call up just think about maybe the reason they may have hung up. Were you a bit too forceful? Do you need to change your tonality? Do you need to adapt to that person? Is there anything that you can change on the second time that you call them up? But don't leave too much time, okay? You want to call them up pretty much instantaneously because you just want to act like they've just got disconnected from you. Now, the final objection I want to go through today is I am not interested. And the way you overcome this is very similar to when somebody says, I do not have time, because it's just another easy dismissal objection that people just say, okay, I'm not interested. And so many people just ball over here. They're like, oh, okay, no worries. Like, I'll speak to you later on. Or no worries. Uh, I'll speak to you in the future. Or do you mind if I contact you in the future? Like, don't do that. Push back on this person. Why aren't you interested? Okay. So you're not interested. Let me ask you a question. Are you not interested in benefit? Are you not interested in increasing your revenue? Or why are you not interested in increasing your revenue? And the key here is if you have a case study that you can name drop, right? Let's say you're a marketing agency and you're calling up a gym, Tom's gym, or your you and you've got a current client called Bill's gym, right? Okay. And you're getting Bill's gym eight times their money. Okay. You're getting eight times return on investment. For every pound they're spending with you, you're giving them eight pounds back, right? If you're speaking to Tom's gym right now and you're trying to pitch this and he's like, well, I'm not interested. You'll be like, okay, well, Tom, let me ask you a question. Why are you not interested in increasing your revenue? Just so you know, I'm working with Bill's gym at the moment and we're getting them eight times return on investment. So every pound they spend with us, they're getting eight pounds back. Why would you not be interested in getting those kind of returns? And then they're going to be like, 
Yeah, I really do not have a good answer for that. So this is a really great chance, no matter what your product or your service is, to give them a like for like, something similar to them, something which is close to home, which is relatable to them, and they can really feel, okay, yeah, I'm being silly here. I should be interested in this. And you want to prick their ears up. So you want to make sure that you give them that extra bit of interest that they may be lacking at the moment and really make them, again, reconsider the fact that they're just being a little bit dismissal and they should really just think about what you have to say. And you could also push back and say, look, I only want to share 10 to 15 minutes with you. These, these 10 to 15 minutes have the power to transform your business. These, these 10 to 15 minutes have the power to benefit. What have you got to lose by spending 10 to 15 minutes with me? Okay, and you just ask them that question and again, they're making them think, I really don't have much to lose from that. Always, always, always push back on objections. I cannot stress this enough, right? Like the majority of clients I've closed in my entire life through every single business that I've ran have been after some kind of an objection. If you fall short on objections, you're falling short on 90% of the clients that you could be signing or selling for your business. And that's the bottom line. Now guys, it's obvious that we can't go through every single possible objection in every single possible industry in this video today. So what I wanna do is I wanna help you guys out. I want you to comment down below on this video and let me know what objections you have had in your industry. I don't care what you're, you're selling, what are the objections you've had and I'm gonna help you try and overcome them, okay? I'm gonna give you an exact answer of what you should say to that person in that individual scenario, okay? So make sure you comment down below, and of course, as always, I'll pick a random person in next week's video, and we'll do a giveaway, and someone can jump on a coaching call, and we really dig deeper into uh, not just this one objection, but we can dig into a ton of objections and your whole sales process and how we can improve that for you. So make sure you drop a comment down below, and of course, make sure you have your notification bell turned on so you get notified every time that we announce those winners too. Now, if you want more SMMA-specific objections, we of course have the Affluent Academy. We're the only academy in or agency training program pretty much in the world to have each individual possible objection that you could get. I mean, literally every objection you could get as an agency owner and the exact sentence that you should fire back with to overcome that. And that's all covered in the academy. Now, I need to do a... Um, an actual, I need to pick a winner from our competition. Where is, okay, our competition last week. So uh, we did uh, cold calling techniques that really work, I'm pretty sure. It was cold calling script video last week. And so I'm going to pick that right now. Um, let's just have a look. Okay, Adrian Deng. Adrian's biggest tip for cold calling is be genuinely prepared, both for the meeting in itself and knowledge-wise to provide the specific business with actual results. So Adrian, we're going to reach out to you and we can arrange that coaching call. We can go through anything that you want to go through, through to your sales process and all of that. And of course, guys, again, break down and um, comment down below. So break down. Comment down below with whatever objections you're struggling with right now. I will answer all of those and of course, we'll do the giveaway. So make sure you have your notification bell turned on. I hope you have enjoyed this video make sure you check out the sales playlist that we have going on at the moment we're putting all of these sales-based videos into a sales-based playlist we're trying to make what is seen as a complicated industry very very simple that's how it needs to be anybody can sell and you just need to understand the reasons why selling works and hopefully these videos are being mega valuable to you guys and please do share them with other people who maybe need to improve their sales knowledge too okay guys i'll be back very very soon thank you so much for watching Cheers.